Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. The only thing that would make this better is just a coordinated dance. Ooh, a little flash dance situation? <laughs> yes, I will uh, dump water on you and all of the equipment that you have near you. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> just ruin just for, everything. Just for spice, you know? Yeah, a little flavor. Sometimes I do kind of need to unla- like unleash my Sour Patch Kid self, and that I feel like would be good for the day, <laughs> to just throw water on yeah. you. Oh, remember that for the first time that we meet 50 years from now and I just throw water yeah. on you and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is a blood pack now and this has to <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to Into Twilight. Ooh. We're here. Hello. We're starting Hello. a new season. Is that what, you know, I guess. something. Whatever. You know, we're, we're still going is what's happening. I think folks know better than to mention time to me like if I ever had a writer you know like when I hit the big biz and I make it on my writer I'm gonna be like I would like no M&Ms near me ever because I don't trust them um and also don't talk about time (laughs) near me (laughs) yeah (laughs) time does not exist yeah no I think that's great um yeah we're still here surprise (laughs) we're here um when all else fails when the world crumbles Congratulations. When we have our next civil war, it's me and Cody. We're going to be narrating it. So welcome. Yeah. Uh, I hope that you're ready for really outdated references and nuanced jokes. And that's it. So I am so excited to have our guests on the show for today because one, they're great. But two, they're also great, which is an interesting combination. (laughs) A lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. But when you find it, you got to get it. So, Devin, I'm really excited that you are here. Thank you for joining Woo! us. Me too. Uh, um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm very surprised, but excited. <laughs> it's you know what? We're glad that we brought you here. This is actually an intervention. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for what? Um, I don't. I smudged my hand. I had it written on pen on my hand, and then I smudged it, so I don't remember. But yeah. it's something. Reasons that may become clear. <laughs> While we later on continue to record yeah <laughs> we're gonna unpack it yeah. we're gonna unpack it and uncover it together yes. um which is which is what this is all about <laughs> yeah. together yeah today um Devin if anyone has the audacity to not know who you are could you tell folks who you are and what you do oh how dare they not know who <laughs> That's I what I'm am saying. um so, so I am an average Joe Schmo uh on the internet who just really loves Twilight, even in my adulthood. I don't do anything super spectacular, but I like to consider myself a very good hype girl, (laughs) which is how I think I got on this podcast. That's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I tend to do that a lot, like, especially on TikTok, like bigger creators. And like, I just interact so much with people. And when I really like something, like, everybody knows I like it. So I guess that's my role on the internet is to just hype everybody up. And that's what I do. I love love to see it. Yes. Finally, (laughs) after all this time, we get a hype man. It's so well deserved. (laughs) As you might be aware, one of the things that we do, not just this year, but also in life, um, is checking about how we are before we get into some really awful shit. Uh, So Mm -hmm. um, I would love to ask you, (laughs) Devin, how are you? And also, if you have a happy thing to bring into the space. Actually, surprising enough, I'm doing quite well. Um, I think it's because it's the second half of the year and not the first half of the year. Um, So (laughs) you really caught me in in an upward spiral. I like to think fall and winter are my thriving times. Mm. So this couldn't have worked out better. Uh, I'm doing well. And something that's kind of, I guess, brought joy into my life lately um, is I finally found a workout that I enjoy Hell yeah. and don't despise. Yeah. 
Um, it took me 30 years uh, to find <laughs> sure, it, yeah. but we're here and now we're going to be old and mobile and healthy and, and you know, functional. So Damn. it's fabulous. Oh, what I would give. That, that gives me hope for the future. <laughs> so I appreciate right. that. You really do love to see it. But the, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does spark a lot of joy. So uh, that's pretty much what I got going on right now. That's making me Hell happy. Yeah. Is, that's great. Is doing I that. love that. Um, Cody. <laughs> um, <laughs> whenever, how, you know, I, <laughs> I always know whenever we record when Allie turns on like her disappointed mom voice, you know, <laughs> where it's like I bring in a thing. And she's like, I don't want to talk about this, or I'm scared <laughs> but of I what have you're to. gonna bring. But I will. I'm accepting. I just am terrified, and that's yeah. what's happening right now. And I feel it. I feel it in my earbuds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying so hard too. That's that does not bode well for looking um, at it right now for how I teach. Um, <laughs> Cody, how are you? <laughs> I'm not doing great. I'm having categorically not great. Week. Sure whatever it's fine we're here we're alive but the thing that i've brought to the space is bringing me so much joy now you two see a photo before you in the document it is of a yes terrifying pig couch question mark um and, and listeners you might be like I've pig seen- couch um right yes that's a a great that's 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 a reasonable question to ask um but it's something i've been seeing on twitter for the last couple days circling around um and it's of course been giving me so much serotonin the reason why is a fucking look at it It is fucking hilarious (laughs) it is so funny Um, it is both so charming and so deeply haunting um which is my entire venn diagram of, of things that i enjoy but the reason it was going it was popping off on Twitter is because people have been using it on Craigslist as like a fake scam thing that people were like, oh, here's a couch for sale in New York City. And then people on and people want right, it and people were like, <laughs> oh, it's two hundred dollars. That's that's fun. That's a funny thing. And then people love it because it's ridiculous and nightmarish. Good luck getting it on the subway. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine trying to transport this? No way. Jesus, no fucking no. way. It turns out this has been part of a, like, years-long fucking scam on eBay where people have just been... It's, like, it was originally this, like, project from a fiber artist in Philadelphia. There's, like, a whole New York Times article about, like, the actual artist or whatever. Wow, there's lore. There's lore. There's lore. And people have been using it on Craigslist for years, just, like, baiting people. And not, like, intentionally trying to swindle them or anything, but just, like, trying to, like... See who's into this. Right. They just, like, see the market. Like, they're just, like... What's going on? And then also it like brings a lot of joy and people have been doing it a lot now because everything's terrible and people are like, this will be fun and this will spark joy. And it has been. And it's been giving me quite a lot of joy. (laughs) Absolutely. It causes more questions than answers for me. Mm -hmm. And I think based on very little about what I know about art, I think that's what art is supposed to do. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So I don't know that there will come a time when I will not see the like haunted darkness that is the depths of these (laughs) pigs eyes. Um, It will I think it will haunt me for the rest of time. And that's you know what? That's fair. Art does that sometimes. It is something you can't unsee. Oh my god. So you're welcome. You're welcome for that. That's true. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, how are you, man? <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, you know, on a lateral move, also not great, but you know, yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. Everybody has those days, you know, the old psalm of that. As the prophet once said. <laughs> As the prophet once said. Um, what I have brought to the space today is surprisingly trash. So just imagine me, dear listener, just holding out to you just trash. Um, that is me as a person, and it's also what I uh, attract in life. Um, what has bringing me, what what has brought me joy, verbs are hard, <laughs> is unfortunately The Bachelorette. I would not say that I enjoy the franchise uh, so much as I just need trash TV right now. Something that I can just yeah. fucking mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. think about a little bit. The Bachelorette, unfortunately, does not do that. Again, it, it causes more questions than answers, I feel like, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And but that's okay. It, you know, media be like that. Um, what I've brought to the space today, though, is specifically a <laughs> screenshot that I saw going around on Twitter after last night's episode of Ben. I want to say it's Ben. Gone to my head. I don't know <laughs> that it say? is. <laughs> Who can say? Of male contestant number five. Uh, There's exactly really no way of knowing. Based on. Yeah, uh, he decided not to make a move. He wanted to be, like, super cool and, like, swoop in at the end of the dates or whatever. And sweet. And and just, like, super mm. hot. And then it, it <laughs> fucking didn't work for him. And so this is a screenshot of him saying, I'm disappointed that I didn't get any validation. And he's just super oh. disappointed. <laughs> so, you know, F's in chat for Ben. Yeah. I think it's his name again. I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> All that makes me think about is that TikTok that's going around that's like, I just want to feel appreciated. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yes. This is giving me that vibe, like that kind of TikTok Honest vibe. Honest to God, that applies for both Ben and this pig couch. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of TikTok, thank you for that segue, Devin. I would love to know about your Twilight backstory. Oh, okay. Uh, my Twilight backstory. Let's see. When I listen to other people's Twilight backstories, everything kind of falls in one of two categories. It's either you're into the books, you kind of knew about the franchise, and then the movies came out, and then you obviously like dove into the movies and continued your love or your love deepened. Um, and then there's the other route where it's like you didn't know heck for all what it was um you had no context somebody wanted you to go to the movie you saw it and then your journey started I was the second of the two it was 2008 right and I was a senior in high school I think I had either just graduated or was still like at my end of my senior year so I was like 18 at the time when this came out and so I hadn't dove into the books I had no context of what it really even was other than like the trailer which you know it's not giving you a lot So uh, (laughs) I go and of course the theater's packed because it's huge and I watched the movie and I thought it was interesting trash. Uh, I thought it was awful. I hated it. Um, I went back and I was like to everyone that told me to watch it my mom being one of the people like what the hell are you smoking what is wrong with you why are you so obsessed with this franchise and her specifically she was like you have to read the book. (laughs) Like, like you have to, you have to read the book. You don't understand. You have to read the book. And so I was like, okay, fine. I want to understand because everybody's so obsessed and, and like, I want to be in it. So I read the book and then everything clicked, you know, like, like magic started happening. I started to understand the, the not so wonderful acting all of a sudden it was like Emmy nomination <laughs> award winning in my brain. You know, the love story was just like, oh, I, I want that yeah. in my life. I don't know what I was going through uh, when I was 18 years old <laughs> to make all of that come to happen. Um But, you know, I was there and I was in it after I read the book. So I read the first one, obviously, and then I read all of them. And then obviously as the movies came out, I went to all the like midnight showings and, you know, went that route. And so that's kind of where my love of Twilight started. Um, It was a very hesitant love, um, (laughs) a very um, resistant love at first. And then now I'm like, I'm in it. And, you know, even years later, now that it's like, blowing up again on TikTok and everybody's kind of like there's like a revitalization of it you know now I'm still in it Mm -hmm. so here we are absolutely (laughs) I want a whole podcast about it (laughs) so from 2008 to 2012 was kind of like when all those movies were coming out kind of in the thick of it like walk us through has it been that like consistent passionate burning until now or was there a resurgence for you um, I'd say that um, I probably took a bit of a break. But for some reason, Twilight, uh, like is one of those movies, like that the series, like the whole franchise, you can just kind of like, it's very digestible once you watch it once through and read the books once through. So I found myself going back to the movies, you know, I had the DVDs, so I would continuously watch them you know, they would kind of be in rotation with other things whenever I was like feeling, I don't know, either down or just like, let's go back to something familiar. It it was always kind of like circled back to Twilight. 
And then more recently, I would say, obviously, with the era of like TikTok, now I'm like a little bit more like I'm seeking out Twilight things and realizing that there is way more uh, of a Twilight community than I think I ever thought there was. Sure. Um, and but I'm, I'm happy about it. So that's kind of how it went. Gotcha. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I think that <clears throat> you were not the first to mention that the Twilight Saga is their, like, comfort space of, like, mm-hmm. a place to return back to. So that that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, there's just something, like, just so nice about it. I think, obviously, rewatching it as an adult, <laughs> you see the, the flaws uh, yes. more. And you start to kind of pick apart, like, oh, well, maybe this is where I got my uh, ideas of rela- unrealistic <laughs> relationships from. Yeah. Maybe I should revisit some, some different um, points of reference moving forward in my life and just keep this as nostalgia. Right. Um, but it definitely is one of those things that you just always find yourself coming back to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like your hometown. You kind of resist it. You're like, oh, God, you're embarrassing. But you always, you know, you always come home to visit. Absolutely. Were there characters in the series that stood out to you? Um, I, re- I mean, I was a team Edward, like if we're gonna go that route, <laughs> like I was definitely team Edward all the way. I actually hated the love triangle. I was very irritated by it. But Rosalie was definitely a character that I adored throughout the series. And I felt like she kind of got gypped um, <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I always loved Rosalie, like just her attitude and just her style and her presence. And like she was one of those people that knew exactly who she was and wasn't scared to be that and wasn't apologetic for it throughout the series. And I think that's what made me love her probably the most out of all the characters. Absolutely. This is a safe space for a Team Rosalie fans. So yeah, you are home. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Not my people. Yes. You are, you are here. Grab a blanket and some tissues. You're home. Yeah. Everybody gives her such a hard time and they're like, oh, she's so mean. And it's like, well, she kind of went through a lot. Like give her a minute. Like, and maybe, you know, I no, I agree. Like, When I first engaged with the series, I definitely had a lot of that internal misogyny where I was like, why is she being rude? She's such a bitch. And it's like, (laughs) no, actually, I do want to... Ungrateful. Yes. And now it's like, no, actually, I I personally identify as a bitch, so I get it. Uh, (laughs) um, I, I, I appreciate that for existing, so... Mm-hmm. We have a couple of current events before we get into the shit that is the host. Um, <laughs> first of these, Cody, you were the one that broke this news to me. And I personally expected it to be a lot like the election where folks were just yelling and shouting at me in the streets. Yeah. But we have some Netflix news. Would you mind sharing this with the with the space? Absolutely. We've talked about this previously, I think when it was first announced that it was happening, like... Yes. But we have gotten photos and, like, a, a, a real announcement for the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel? Question mark? I think so. I guess. Is it real? It's it is real. real. It's, it's called <laughs> We Can Be Heroes, um, which comes to Netflix on New Year's Day. And notably... The main difference is that there's no Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Everything else pretty much seems to be the same casting-wise. Like, the girl who played Lava Girl is in it. And, every like, the costumes are all, like, very in line with the, the previous installment or whatever. And then there's just some dude. Some random dude who's not Taylor Lautner. In a terrifying mask that's completely obfuscating his face. So, like, I am confusion. Maybe they're hoping you think it's Taylor Lautner. Right. If you squint, you're like, maybe. Is it, is it not? <laughs> like, <yeah>. Mystery. <laughs> what this shark boy, who's not my shark yeah. boy. <laughs> Hashtag not my shark boy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking party city version of shark boy. Like, Dude, thin man. Yes. He looks like he should be in, like, a costume catalog. Like, yes. Like, Kyle from down the street that just, like, <laughs> really went all out this Halloween. Right. Like, he is he is the actual, like, costume version that they just, like, off-brand sell at Party City or Spirit or whatever. That's for Shark Boy. And it's like, no, that's the movie. That's the guy. <laughs> that's Shark Boy. <laughs> Which, one, poses a really haunting image for what Party City is going to look like Ooh. after this release. <laughs> but also, I just cannot get over, like, great Vivian 
you're back. Thank you for existing. Yeah. You look the same. You look great. I had a crush yeah. on you back then and I still do now. Absolutely. But like, who is this man? Why did they put a stock photo <laughs> of this man <laughs> who's not real? Like everything else about this movie looks the same. Like the graphics look the same as the first time. I'm hoping George Lopez yeah. will still be there. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this fake man who like is supposed to be in motion but isn't this like rip off Aquaman shark boy? Yeah. Like, right. Right. I it's <laughs> gotta stop. Because also it's like it's not like Taylor Lautner's doing anything right now. You know what I no, mean? Literally like he's no. not busy. <laughs> he's not booked and busy. We tried to make Taylor Lautner a Hollywood frontman for years. For years people tried to make that happen. And it never worked. And what is he doing now? He can't be Shark Boy? That's us. I don't believe that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Because he was, one, he can't say that this is too lowbrow for him because he was in Scream Queen, so, like, shut it up. Right, come on. Second of all, (laughs) you're not doing anything. You're getting royalties on the Twilight Saga. You're rich enough to not be on Cameo. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank God. What this tells me is the Netflix producers were like, "Mm, no. (laughs) You cannot. (laughs) Right. Like, we have to cut him. Actually, <laughs> we would rather make an animatronic boy instead of Taylor Lautner. Yeah. I will say I'm low-key a little bit bummed. I want to see Taylor Lautner in everything in general just because he's a mess now. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay, it's fine. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to sit here and be the pig couch, okay? That's fine. <laughs> we unfortunately have to talk about Stephanie Meyer. And you might be like, well, that's kind of what the show is. Now listen, here, yeah. fucker. Um, yes. Not our favorite. We've dug ourselves a hole we can't crawl out of. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Just because we do it doesn't mean we like it. Yeah. There is now a frequently asked questions section of Midnight Sun, which goddamn this took her a long time to do. (laughs) Uh, She really fucking dragged her heels on this. Are there any of these questions that stand out to you? There's so much here. There is. There's like two main ones that I have serious qualms with, I feel like, based on what we've talked about previously over the last 40 years we've been reading this book. (laughs) First of which is, so she's basically like, Writing this book took me so long. It took me such a long time, and it was grueling. A lifetime and, I hated and a half. It, and it was awful. And we are like, hello. We know that's not true. We know for sure that's not true. You said on television that you were still writing the book when it was announced. This is exactly. not like a long con. We know we don't have to rewrite history. Just be honest. Stuff. It's okay. Sometimes we like burn the midnight oil and we write a 600 page book in two months and send it out and make millions of dollars. Like it happens. It happens. You can just say that. It's fine. Why are we doing this? Why are we playing this game? I love how one of the questions they ask about, could this potentially be a movie? (laughs) What about the same cast? As if (laughs) that's even remotely possible. Stephanie is writing all of these questions. Nobody has sent in any of these nobody, questions. Before. Nobody has emailed Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Movie question mark? Which is right. why Kristen? As someone who single-handedly tried to email Stephanie Meyer on multiple occasions and have not it's found impossible. a working email address, there's no direct line to Stephanie Meyer. There's no there's nothing. You can't do it. So she is writing these questions. I have the proof. Absolutely. There are two questions that stand out to me. One is the question that she asked herself, which is about her religious beliefs, um, mm-hmm. which I will save the full <laughs> response for another time. Maybe it's a bonus, Jonas. What I do want to stand out is the last sentence in this response, which I did not expect to relate to Stephanie Meyer in any sense of the word, except for that she says, quote, my brain holds what it holds, and I'm fine with that. And that... Just a perfect <laughs> summarization of the Stephanie Meyer brand. Uh Yeah. I don't want to answer your question, therefore I will not. <laughs> yes. Sometimes brains are just brains. What are you going to do? You know? like, what are you going to do? Who knows what they think yeah. of? I mean, do you? <laughs> no. What did your brain think of? Let's talk about your brain. The other question God. here that I feel like is at least newsworthy, and the rest of these we can talk about at a fucking later time, is when she asked herself about the two more books. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. anyone who's mm-hmm. a part of this fandom, unfortunately, um, knows that folks have been wanting Midnight Sun for 
literally over a decade at this point. Yeah. At least from what I have seen and what I feel as well is that we didn't want the Twilight version. Everyone wants Midnight's, like, Edward's perspective, but from New Moon. And yeah. she will not do it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when she answers this question, she's like, well, the most thing important thing to know is, like, it's not going to happen for a really long time. So shut the fuck up. And then also, yeah. when it does appear, um, I am going to write this about Ratatouille. And it's going to be <laughs> with Leah Clearwater. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Nobody asked for this. Listen, I love Leah as much as the next. One. Me too. Maybe more than maybe more maybe than Stephanie more. Even loves Leah. Let's be honest here. That's true. <laughs> and throughout this whole FAQ section, she goes saying like, "I don't want to write in this headspace again. I want to do new stuff. And if I do anything back to Twilight, it's going to be a long time from now. And I want to like have a little refresh, you know." from this series or whatever and i get that from an artistic standpoint sure whatever sure but like um, a dual perspective with resume (laughs) and leah (laughs) doesn't make don't don't implicate leah into a crime right yeah it's like we don't want i don't want to hear about imprinting and their gross gross relationship while Leah is also, like, narrating it. No, I don't want that. I don't want that association Yeah, the worst, like, it's, no. the worst possible thing is to hear it from fucking Rat Pack's perspective. The last thing I want to do mm. is hear Leah, the love of my life, talking right. about how gross this is. Like, no, stop it. Leave yeah. her out of this. Let her go to college at UW and find a really great barista that she falls in love with. Like, leave yeah. her alone. Like she deserves. Gone is to God, Stephanie. And stop emailing yourself. Hey, Stephanie, now that you're listening to us, first of all, what the fuck in general? Yeah. But also second, stop emailing yourself. You can just write it on a piece of notepaper. No one will know. Yeah. This is not really what we want to know. Answer the real questions that we want to know. What we've been tweeting you. (laughs) For for literally like 12 years. Knock it off. I hate to end this current events section on a little bit of a downer, um, especially because I feel like this space, we try not to talk about police a lot. um, Right. Specifically with the goal of, like, (laughs) ignoring that Charlie is, in fact, a police person. But I do have some bad news. When I was watching The Bachelorette last night, I noticed Callan Lutz on my television. And he was talking to me personally. And he said, hey, fucker, please watch this new cop show that I'm in. And it took me off Emphasis guard. on the please. Yes. <laughs> it took me off guard because one, Kellen Lutz is on TV and he's playing a cop, which haunted. Here's yeah. the other thing. I looked up this cast and the creepy guy from Lost is in it. And also <laughs> Cole oh. from Charmed is in this what television is- show. What's happening here? <laughs> Why are what all a lineup? Of- what the what the fucking Avengers meetup? For a network television show about the FBI. You're going to take the raw sexual energy of Cole from Charmed and you're going to make him a cop? Stop it. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Of course. They always have to ruin good things, so. Jesus Christ. Anyways, it bums me out. I do have a great listener question that's really going to bring this like up into the space, but we have a dear listener who sent us an email. Their name is Maggie. Uh, They are a first responder. So fucking thanks for your service. Thanks for being the smart one out of all of us. They sent us an email and it goes a little bit like this. Hey y'all, I started listening to the pod about a month ago and just finished your Breaking Dawn Christmas episode. Wow, that was a long time ago. Um, And I had to send this over (laughs) to you guys. Two years ago, while I was in nursing school, we all had to take an online seminar to prepare us for our nursing board exam. I came across this absolute gem of a video in our maternal newborn section, and I needed to share it with the world. (laughs) I wish I had the full video, but I can't find it. I hope you're as confused and amazed as I was when I first watched this. Uh, Love, Maggie. I'm going to play this for the class right now. It is the scariest, and I have a. I, it gives you more questions than answers, um, and I'm excited for you to hear it. Say Edward and Bella from Twilight. You know what I'm talking about. We like to pretend that maybe Edward and Bella they're married, and now now Bella's pregnant. It's Christmas time, and Edward takes Bella up to their ski lodge in Washington, and it's just them and the butler, and they get up there and it's decorated all pretty for Christmas. T 
10 Christmas trees, each one with a different theme there for every year that they've been together. And it looks so pretty. But what's going to happen? A blizzard's going to hit, right? That's what's going to happen. We've got all these candles lit, just thousands of candles lit in the house. Oh, they, they need more, so they got to send the butler on out with more candles, all right? And when he's gone, y'all, <laughs> things happen. Things go wrong, okay? No electricity. Nothing. Oh What's going to happen there to Bella? She goes into labor, right? She goes into labor. Oh Who's going to deliver the baby? And that's where it is. <laughs> what? This was in what? a preparation for a nursing board exam. <laughs> <laughs> Under what context? Was I don't this know. Appropriate? <laughs> but I do need to hear the rest of this story. My life depends on it. Oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Who? the imagery too. Of there's like there's a million candles. Just there's no just a million. Just a million candles. I need oh that god. woman to one narrate my memoir. To, yes. to be a yeah. crisis negotiator because immediately I was like, I will do whatever you need me to do. Can we oh my start God. a change.org petition in which Please. we get her to do the audiobooks for all of the Twilight books? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Also, come on the podcast. Please. <laughs> Please, I need this woman so bad to oh, just share she? her story. I need to know. <laughs> she's definitely a part of the fandom. Absolutely. She's, you know, she's she's interjecting it into her job. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, we're going to talk about Twilight really quick, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that woman. I would do anything for her. And it brought me absolute joy. Maggie, thank you so fucking much. <laughs> oh, my God. An absolute hero. Oh, my God. A hero in so many ways. You know what I mean? So... We have the host. Yeah. <laughs> we sure do. And I feel like we've been putting this off for a long time. Rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so. <laughs> have either of you read this before? Absolutely not. I did. I I did read some of it back in the day it was because I was you know going through that phase where it's like yeah novels galore because once you read one now you need to read 20 Mm -hmm. and but then you know I started to get into like Hunger Games and then the host just kind of fell to the back (laughs) sure yeah it is um it's cursed I read this book back in 2013 when I was working my first summer job. There've been a lot of traumas in my mm. life at this point, so I don't, that's a different person as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember this story at all. All I remember is that when we do eventually get to the movie, Saoirse Ronan's in it. It makes no sense yes. why. Looking the least like Saoirse Ronan's ever looked in her time. Absolutely. <laughs> which automatically ga- makes this a queer text, which I did not yeah. it, it realize in my first reading. <laughs> And also that Jake Abel is in this, which led to him narrating Midnight Sun. So, like, it's all fucking connected in Ficklefish Films world. Seriously. Of course. Anyways, this book is interesting. Even if you didn't know who the author was, I feel like if you got a couple pages in, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is Stephanie. Um, You would know. Just because right off the bat, like, the epigraph slaps you in the face. And it's like, do you get it? Do you get what this is about? No, but you won't. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. I I made a choice, and I think I made the bad choice here in terms of reading this. I got the audiobook. <gasps> oh. I wasn't going to do this, but I accidentally realized that Audible has been charging me, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I should, I should well, <laughs> while not? I have a credit, I should just uh, get the host. And I think that was the bad choice to make. I think that was a bad decision. Okay. Um, first of all, this audiobook is 23 hours long. Oh, absolutely. Um, this book is almost 700 pages. Like, it's we're fucking huge. signed up until summer again. It's like over 300 uh, megabytes on my phone right now. <laughs> so un- <laughs> Your phone is slow as Seriously, hell. it's all because of Stephanie Meyer. And also another fun quirk about it is as narrated uh, by Kate Redding or Reading. And that name might not be familiar to you, but she's a very prolific audiobook narrator. And she's been narrating yes. audiobooks since the 80s. So that will give you a little bit of a sense of the (laughs) audio picture I've been getting of the age of the character (laughs) and what they sound like, which doesn't really give me like a Saoirse Ronan headspace. I don't really feel like a YA teen 
vibe from it because there's this older lady reading me like a bedtime story (laughs) the words of stephanie meyer and it's a little unsettling (laughs) that's actually a great point and i'm glad that you brought that up devin in what form are you reading this book in the actual book form all right Um, the holy text so (laughs) So we do have we do have father son holy ghost representation because i'm reading it on the kindle version and there are some (laughs) interactive elements Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> wow, we've got all perspectives. Most notably, when we get into th- when the prologue starts, which the prologue is named, it's named inserted, which starts you off on a real fucking mood. Mm-hmm. Two sentences in, right after we learn about the healer's name being Ford's Deep Waters, with no context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is this section where when it talks about that he's all things good, that he's compassionate, he's honest, he's virtuous, he's full of love, that he's Carlisle. We get it. Um, Mm -hmm. It is linked. Mm -hmm. And so uh, naturally, I clicked the link. um, (laughs) and, And what it took me to is at the end of this, past the conversation with Stephanie Meyer, past the questions and topics for discussion, is an annotated playlist for the host. Stephanie Meyer gonna Stephanie Meyer, you know. (laughs) You could have just thrown together, like, gun to your head, what does Stephanie Meyer like? Well, of course she likes Linkin Park. Great, it's on there. She likes Muse. Great, you know it's on here. Death Cab, also on here. But it is, Mm -hmm. there is like a whole separate chapter of this book that just randomly has like, hey, I recommend listening to this song just to get like in the vibe (laughs) in this moment. In the mood of the the chapter. (laughs) It's so wild. Who thinks of that? Who's like, you know what we need in order to read this 700-page book? A playlist that we can put on rotation over and over and over again. And theoretically, I don't hate it, except for that it's Stephanie Meyer. And so all of her songs, she's just kind of like reused across all of her playlists. And so it loses meaning at some Mm -hmm. point. How did you all feel about Ford's Deepwaters, a.k.a. Alien Carlisle? (laughs) Alien Carlisle. (laughs) I think the first two chapters of any book, I'm I'm always has just have way more questions than than anything can happen. I think I think I did see the connection, the the Carlisle collect uh, connection there, but overall, it was it was definitely a lot. There's there's a lot going on. It felt a little chaotic. Yeah, yes. I feel like I'm still trying to like get my footing on like what the fuck is happening. Yes. I agree. Know? Because of the audio. Like, what? Well, yeah, first I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm away at sea. I have, I have no idea. There's nothing grounding me to reality. All throughout, it's like so much. In- Stephanie doing like medical writing cosplay or whatever. <sighs> That's like super technical stuff. And I'm just like, what is going on? And it's aliens. And I'm like, who is this man? Like, I'm confused. What's There's going no on? world building. She just throws no, you into it. It is It is fully just like, hey, you're here and this is it. And the, and the rules have been established. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but you will, I guess, figure no. out by osmosis. <laughs> but like... Maybe by the middle of the book, you'll know what's going on. But right now, you're not. (laughs) You can tell when she was writing this that she was having a lot of, like, she was watching ER. Because Mm. to me, it gave me, like, very ER kind of Grey's Anatomy vibes of, like, you have this really profound doctor and his, like, cute assistant. And then all of these little medical students that are like, oh, dope. I want to watch about this because I'm a fucking, like, nerd. I'm looking at you, Maggie. You're a nerd. And they're just also talking about souls like it's a normal thing because it's Stephanie and she's obsessed with souls because religion. But I agree. There is no sense of world building that's happening here. There's just a lot of emphasis on this soul that is being inserted into this like human body. But I agree with you, Cody. I think there was definitely a part, and I shared it on Twitter because I was like, oh, we're like in it now. And Stephanie is <laughs> writing about medical stuff. And it was, it kind of like gave me the heebie-jeebies is when she says in the prologue, her long dark hair was secured beneath a surgical cap, exposing her slender neck. And I was like, Ugh. stop it. Come I on. hate this so much. Ugh. No. <laughs> And you can tell that, like, there is no world building happening because Stephanie just randomly capitalizes things and it's supposed to be important. We're supposed to know what it is, but she does not explain what they are. Yeah. 
we're just supposed to like figure it out as we go. It's almost like you have to take notes throughout reading the book so that way you can go back and be like, oh yes. yeah, remember that one time on page two she mentioned this one thing that made no sense to me? Oh, now mm. th- 350 pages later, it's all coming together and it, it's just, it's a lot. You have to want to finish this book to like really, you just have to be in it and just... And just know yeah. that it might get better. It, it might, might not. Yes. With chapter one, where the alien starts to, the alien soul starts to like remember some of these memories that are happening. I don't remember what it looks like in the book, but in the Kindle version, when it's referring back to the original human who's having these memories, the text for that character isn't about the like 0.8 font it's super small yes and that is her version of distinction it's like not italics but just like real small it's (laughs) like non-existent (laughs) yes that you have to like get out a magnifying glass and be like what is that saying it's a very interesting choice but yes there are a lot of memories that are happening here which again because the alien soul doesn't know what's going on It's hard to kind of piece these together on purpose, but also we still don't have a lot of like world built at this time. So it, to me, just felt very disorienting. (laughs) It it definitely was. It was just like, oh, here we are in this place where are it's just a lot of where are we what are we who are we like why do I taste this and smell this like what even is the name for this like kind of situation (laughs) like where it's like you're just it's almost like you're trying to learn a new language after Mm -hmm. waking up that's what this chapter the first chapter definitely writes especially because there gets to a point where we realize that it's no longer just a memory but that the human who is no longer supposed to be there is like talking to this alien soul and that's supposedly not normal and not supposed to happen (laughs) in this last section at like the end of this chapter two we get a very thorough very stephanie description on a plain boy's face but she's like oh, this character has never seen a boy before. So I have to spend six paragraphs talking about this dude who has strange furry lines above his eyes. And it's a a choice. Yeah. Um, Especially when like at the end of this chapter, there is that moment of like possessiveness between the two of them, Mm -hmm. where we have the human who's like, That boy with the lines over his eyes, that's mine. And the alien's like, no, that's mine. But again, why do we have this conflict if we don't know who they are? (laughs) We don't even know this boy. Why is this boy even here? Who are these people and who is the boy? (laughs) What is the significance of the boy? Will we ever find out? We don't know. We don't know. Which is why when it gets to chapter two, and again, this is very much like, if you have never read The Host, don't. It's fine. You don't need to. Just follow but along this I, podcast and you'll get the gist of the of all of you'll it. You'll get it. What is supposedly been happening in chapter one and chapter two is a lot like what Bella had after her transformation, where she's just like flat Stanley. But there's all of these things that are like happening in her brain at this time. Mm-hmm. So when they get to chapter two and there are all of these different doctors and, and officials that are standing around her being like, why the fuck hasn't she woken up yet? And the fucking Ford's Deep Waters is like, can you just chill? She'll come to when she can. When she's ready. It's just Stephanie just like copy and pasted this into a different type of scenario instead. Cody, how did you feel about the Chicago shout out in this chapter, by the way? Yeah, it called me out. I was like, <laughs> how dare you? That just... Leave me out of this. <laughs> we So we finally get a little bit of information about who this human was before they are occupied by a soul that apparently we are in the far future, that mm-hmm. she appeared in Chicago, that has apparently not been existing for a while. And she's like, that, oh, hey, fair. what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and so as this like alien soul is starting to wake up, she's hearing, a, or they, I guess we don't know. We don't know pronouns. We just know that their name is Wanderer. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, 
I don't, I'm trying to like connect these to different experiences that I've had before, which leads to this long explanation about souls, which I'm already tired of. And that does not bode well for this story, <laughs> given that it's yeah. kind of what this whole thing is about. But there is this supposed important conflict that's happening between this defensive woman at the time who's like this person this alien needs to wake up and like do their job and give us answers because of course like this woman has to be angry otherwise why would they exist there's stuff happening there's a lot of capitalizations on soul Mm -hmm. and there's capitalizations on healer and seeker but again we don't know what those are (laughs) so i feel like with most things um Similar to Dear Old Pig Couch, I left with these two chapters with more questions than answers, which is unfortunate. Very many more questions. It's it's just, again, the chaotic energy in the two chapters is very strong. I'm expecting it throughout the entire novel, <laughs> which is gonna yes. yeah. which is gonna keep the pace going. It is it is interesting. And I'm just going to go off on a tangent about uh, just my my own mindset. Like when it comes to like afterlife or like uh, souls and, and, and things like that, like um, like where does your soul go after after you pass? So it does kind of like make me think about that. These two chapters, you know, on a positive note, like what what yes. does happen to your soul after? I really hope it's not probed into an alien's body. Um <laughs> I mean, I think that's what Stephanie thinks, which is a choice. Yeah. Um, you get to pick your alien. Yes, and It's a really, like, choose-your-fighter kind of situation that's happening there. At the end of this sets up that the Wanderer, um, this alien soul, is now awake. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more explanation. Um, but it is Stephanie, so I am not holding my breath. That when we get to next week of chapters three and four, we will have a little bit more information moving forward. So we'll see. Hell yeah. Um, It is confusing, but God bless, you know? (laughs) There are a lot of fans of the host who have been wanting a sequel for a long time. So Will they get uh, one? We never know. We never know. (laughs) The worlds will never know. What we know here, though, is that we love our patrons um, and that they're great. And I appreciate them. Woo! Um, And we have a whole bunch of them to thank. Cody, would you like to start? Hell Yeah. Shout out Althea Johnson. Thank you to Mallory Hardwick for your patience. Mallory. Thank you, Katie Black. Katie Black. Thank you to <laughs> Kylie Minty. Oh, I like that. Switching it up. <laughs> Shout out Elizabeth James. Thank you. To Jess Love. Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the love. Thank you, Alex Dornan. Dornan, Alex Dornan. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Whoop, whoop, sparkles. Shout out Mickey Meyer. Yeah, Mickey. Wow. Oh, Mickey, you're so fun. <laughs> every time, every time we say yes. Mickey's name, I always think about that. That goes through thank my you. head. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, thank you to Zoe Steele. Thank you, Rebecca Cullen. Mrs. Cullen herself. Thank you, Amy Taylor. You were the best. Yes. Thank you, Mulch Gray. Mulch. (laughs) Every time I think of Mulch, I have to say it in Celine Dion's voice or it's not the same. Most of the time I just do it in my head. Have we ever seen Mulch and Celine Dion in the same room? I have questions. (laughs) I'm on to you, Mulch. I figured you out. out there. Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown Town oh, Lautner. Yes, yes, yes. Constantly <laughs> making TikToks who concern me about their well being. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Shout out Danae Swan. <laughs> Thank you to my mom, Kelly Beck. Kelly, Kelly. Thank you, Aaron Salinger. Thank you to, and I don't know if you know that you have a sibling, Aaron, um, but thank you to your sibling, Sophia Salinger. <laughs> Woo! Shout out Donna Kavanaugh. And last, but certainly not least, thank you, Jessica Hill. Ow. Jessica Hill. This has been the part I've been waiting this whole episode <laughs> for. Devin, 
Could you share what fan fiction you brought to the space, please? Um, so the name of it is called It's Always Been Him. And Ooh. <laughs> good name, right? And it's a fanfic, essentially um, from a Team Jacob perspective, which I know is... N- Finally the representation <laughs> we need. It's not necessarily <laughs> on brand for me because I don't quite buy into it. But I think um, it's sweet. It's nice. It's very digestible. Um, and that's the kind of fan fiction I prefer. It's very just sweet and loving. <laughs> fan fiction absolutely Um, just for context it's a it's a little ways in and essentially um i think it takes place in like the new moon era where edward just runs off because in in this uh in this fanfic it's all they keep saying is he just ran off he just ran off um and so that's what we know happens to edward and then bella and jake are getting really close um, at this point, Jake has just asked Bella to be his girlfriend, and she has said yes. Charlie's essentially riding him home, and this is just a little interaction between Jake and Charlie in reference to it all. So um, from Jake's point of view, it says, I got into Charlie's cop car and buckled up. We started driving. Jake, I trust you, but I want you to be safe with Bella, he said. Thanks for the trust, and I will be. Bella makes me happy, and I can't see myself with anybody else, I say. So are you guys, like, dating? Charlie cringed at the word. Yeah, actually, today I said. Well, aren't you guys moving a little bit fast, Charlie asked. Me and Bella have been best have been friends since forever. You know that Bella trusts me and I trust her, Charlie. I would never do anything stupid or anything that would harm her. I will protect her. Endlessly. She's my everything, I say, and Charlie pulls up to my house. All right, Jake. Have a good night. Tell your dad I said hi, Charlie says. I nod and walk into my house and lay on my bed. God, I love Bella. And then that's wow. the, that's wow. the little part. It's very wholesome, um, but I think that we might have needed that. Maybe I needed that. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Oh, sure. I think that that reminds me a lot of Midnight Sun's interpretation of Jacob, where it's just soft, mm-hmm. like he's just pure. And we need that sometimes to forget how Jacob really is. So. <laughs> sometimes we just need a, an actual uh, love story versus the triangle uh, colossal mess that Twilight mm-hmm. really is when you deep dive. Yeah. There we go. A little wholesomeness Absolutely. to end off our evening. I love evening. it. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. Devin, where can folks go to support your work? Yeah. So um, on all social medias, you know, TikTok, Twitter and Instagram, it's yes, Devin with an underscore after at the end. And Devin is D-E-V-I-N. Hell yeah. Amazing. We love to support our hype people <laughs> online. They need that. Share the love. If they're cold, you're cold, you know? Yeah. Um, so, (laughs) um, it has been an absolute blast to have you here, Devin. Thank you so much. It's been so nice. Thanks for having me. As we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit (laughs) and get winked. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krause and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.